Hi, it's your host Matilda. And your host Dizzy D. <laughs> and you're listening to the Africa Lipso podcast. How's your week been? Um, it's been quite hectic over here. It's it's quite cold outside. There's outside. Yeah, there's a snowstorm outside this weekend, and like um, it's just crazy. How how has your week been? Um, busy. I've been doing all nighters ish project work, project work, and all that. So. Had this almost died yesterday? <laughs> like legit. Like your tummy or yeah. Once that came back to see me crouching over, cause like I had I had taken my. Second, was it third, like, um, monster. monster this week? Yeah. And I think it messed with, I didn't even finish that, um, can and like my tummy was just aching me. Like I felt like I was like having dying. Yeah. It looks yeah. like you were dying. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, don't drink too many like energy drinks because these things catch up to you. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. On our episode today, so we have Fawaz. Hey, everyone. Uh-uh. Oh, he said, Uncle Deep Voice. Uncle Deep actually. Hey everyone, this is for us speaking. My week has been good. I just got back from a good holiday, so. Yeah, he went to Dubai for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Arab morning. Uh, and then we also have Kizito who's joining us over Skype. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Nami fuck up. <laughs> Kizito was meant to be here, but then it's really cold outside, so. He's, it uh, is cold outside. <laughs> He's just our first Ghanaian guest, actually. Think about it. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. We should have much more African like diversity. Diversity, diversity. right? Yes. Yeah. Well, anyways, this week we're starting uh we're starting a series on religion, and in this part we're gonna talk about religion from the standpoint of people who kind of identify right now as monotheist um religions, the two main ones, the Christian and the Muslim religions, and then hopefully on the other episodes we'd be able to get other views and everything. But for this week we're going to focus on Islam and like Christianity and just talk personally, like what it means to you rather than like come from an argumentative thing that's why we're getting each opinion separately basically you get mm-hmm. so yeah let's jump into the first question okay so i i just want to go around the table or around the virtual table and get every what everyone identifies as right now let's start with hadiza so um i identify as muslim i know when people say when you say you're muslim people always assume like you're tiny headscarf or like you're doing certain things you don't do the headscarf i don't do yeah what like i don't appear visibly as a muslim but i identify as muslim yeah Fawaz? Yeah, I identify as a Muslim, but I only say I'm a. I used to be hardcore, hardcore Muslim. Hardcore. Well, after a while, I just, um, I guess everything just settled in terms of like, I became more open minded. But you um, do still identify as Muslim? I right? still identify as a Muslim. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Kizito? Um, I'm a Christian. Yeah, and like, okay, we'll still delve into it. Um, it's funny how Kizito said, Kizito didn't say, I identify as a Christian. I said, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice one, nice one. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah, hardcore, I get it. I feel you. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I am Christian as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about our journeys, like our journeys to religion. How it has transitioned throughout our lives, basically. Because, I mean, I believe personally that religion is a journey, right? It's not like you were born and immediately you were whatever you identify as. So what has your journey basically been? Kizito, do you want to start up? Um, yeah, I can. I can do that. Um, so, so work us through like childhood and like childhood, teenage okay. and like young adult and like where you are at basically. Work us up. Oh, awesome. Me. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Yeah. So I was born into a Christian family. Mom and dad both Christian. Grew up in a Christian home. They brought me up and uh, in the ways of the Lord, as we say. But then you know, I feel like with upbringings like that, at least with my experience, mm-hmm. you are introduced to it. As more of a, like you have to kind of vibe, mm. you know. Um, they tell you about who like God is, you know. Like they try to teach you as much as they can, but then I feel like at the beginning it almost feels as if it's like a kind of like a chore. You have to do this because Mom said you should do this. You have to go to church because on Sunday we all go to church. So that was that was how, at, at least for me, that was that was how I feel like the experience was. Because then I didn't really have that understanding of why why I do what I did, mm-hmm. you know. But then as time went on and as I grew and as I matured, as I began to, you know, delve into things myself, it's in like start reading my Bible or start getting to know God myself on a personal basis. That was when like things began to turn around for me and it became more of like an I want to do kind of thing. Like I have a passion. To, I love to do as opposed to I have to. Yeah. And that, that turnaround for me came and when I actually moved over to Canada, when I moved over f- away from my parents, mm-hmm. you know, when I came here, I met a group of friends who had, trans- who had equally transitioned from that you have to to that personal relationship kind of vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. And just from my association with them, that transition also happened for me, you know, from that me developing that personal relationship with God. I feel like when you get to that point, it makes everything very, very effortless. Like it's, it's not like a chore. You love to do it. Like, mm. you love to spend time with God. You love to, like, you, you want to do things. It's kind of like a relationship. Yeah. You want to do things that would make him happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is how my journey has been. But then, like, um, how, because you say when you moved away from your parents, but then you went to boarding school in Ghana, though, right? Yeah. And uh, what was, was that was like too. then? Um, because, I mean, it wasn't Ghana. a day school. Do you get what I mean? So, like, what oh, was no, yeah, that yeah. journey then? Like, because you, were, you mean, were technically away from your parents as well. Exactly. But then even with the boarding school, it was like a Christian boarding school, right? Mm-hmm. So like we had like morning, you wake up by 6, 6.30, there's morning devotion. You know, so there was still that kind of like routine to it. But then I'm not saying that to dismiss the fact that, you know, I feel like that's like that strict routine of you having to, in a way, if if it forms a basis, like mm. it's it's a good introduction. Like it exposes you to it, you know, but then at the end of the day, you need to get to know God for yourself. They can tell you about God, but then that is their experience, what they've experienced, you know. Mm-hmm. That is what the encounter that they've had. So they can only tell you of what they've experienced. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then to everyone's experience is different. So, like, I feel like it's just an introduction to get to know that, oh, there is a God who has done so and so and so. There is a God who can do this. There's, there's, there's a greater power, you know. But then for you to have the full experience, you have to actually, like, want to know him on a personal level. Mm-hmm. you know so my boarding school days still had that structure like i had to you have to go here you have to uh, be at uh, service on sundays you know but then now that i'm here i don't have anybody chasing me with a 
with a cane or a belt because in high school they literally like chase you with where like canes to go to go to, out yeah, to go to morning assembly like if you don't go you get punished and stuff like that you know yeah. oh yeah high school is actually wrong still <laughs> but then Everyone's here high school, it's fine. <laughs> but here i live um i'm by myself like on sundays i wake up and i want to go to church oh. you know like I wake up and I want to pray. I want to spend some time with God. But then I'm at that point of my walk where it's like I have I have a personal relationship with God. So I don't need to wait for somebody to tell me I have to do this. Or I don't need for there to be a structure that's like something that is forcing me to do it. You get what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Exactly. So Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is how that is how my journey has been. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Fawaz, you you're up. Growing up as a kid, I remember my dad actually brought my parents to make us go to uh, Islamic school to try and memorize the Quran and all. And basically look at the teachings of the Prophet and all that, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I find that what they did, they made us too sheltered in the sense that they kind of like closed their mind to other people. They made us see like, oh, Christians are bad. We don't associate with them like. If you if you understand what I'm trying to say. Where did you grow up? Like what um state in Nigeria? I, I grew up in Abuja. Okay, so that was easy for kind of easy because majority of people in Abuja would is oh, it like a majority? Like a split. A yeah, split. it is. A split. It's a split. Yeah. Okay, but then you still had to go to school with Christians and all I still of that. had to go to school with Christians. I actually became actually the tension was actually higher when like the Boko Haram stuff started happening in Nigeria and then they were like the bombings of churches and uh, mm-hmm. so that kind of um, growing up in that environment it was like being a Muslim was kind of a, it became stressful at some point because you didn't really want to come out and say oh not come out and say you're a Muslim but there was that negative stereotype and there's still that negative stereotype when you when people find out you're a Muslim because mm-hmm. they just assume oh you're Muslim you're so and so this way this I is just, how you think this is how you yeah. yeah even at times when I'm at work I, I, I don't like talking about religion. Even if I'm taking a girl out, I don't talk about my religion. I just keep it to myself. Mm-hmm. I know that can be a deal breaker for people, but uh, to me, I grew up uh, as a very religious person. Mm-hmm. But now, I would say... How about secondary school? Secondary school, I mean, they didn't really force us. Always went for the Friday prayers. That one was for sure. But it wasn't as bad as back in a like a... Primary school is that what they call it? Yeah, primary school. Because mm-hmm. that one was like full, come back from school, go to the religious uh, mosque to learn about the religion. After a while, it, it kind of it becomes a social conditioning because the way you think, the way you think, change changes, right? Because mm-hmm. you kind of have to follow the rules and the regulations. You don't drink. You don't um, eat haram stuff. Yeah, you don't eat haram stuff. So it comes, it kind of becomes a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And then when you come out into the real world and you're trying to like interact with people, sometimes you can be um how do I put should I say marginalized? Not marginalized, but um you'll be different, right? Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're not in the same with the same people that grew up in the same environment. For example, being a being a black Muslim in Canada, I can say even if I try to associate with other Muslims from different races, mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still black, you know. Mm-hmm. I still have all, all the other stereotypes of being black, so it kind of like it's more complex. It's basically. more complex. Yeah. yeah, it's more complex than than most people would think. Honestly. Uh, but then, where are you at now? Like, where am I at now? Um, religion is something I used to like. Let's say I'm on 
I'm going through something, I find that that is that is how I center myself mm. and my core. Because like I believe if I don't have a if I have music, like because that's that is where most of my values have come from, right? Mm. So if I say I'm gonna abandon this religion, I basically don't know who I am anymore. Oh. Or I have to look for who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if I share like, oh, I'm going astray or I'm basically getting influenced by an outside source, I just kind of like go, yeah, go back to my religion a bit to kind of like center myself. And actually, I actually use it for meditation, right? Mm. I don't know, most people, I don't know if people meditate nowadays, but I actually I do. Because like, life is kind of shit, though. So <laughs> you just have to like find something you can, that can put your mind at ease and yeah. growing up, like, like listening to the recitation of the Quran at times, it kind of like puts my, it puts my mind at ease. Mm. And the night when I want to sleep, I just put it yeah. on, and then oh, I, and then I, I just, it's, it's soothing and it's. It's like, soothing, yeah. I've heard that. I was reading this book on um, the three monoistic um, religions, and when they got to the Islam side, they they were like the the recitation of like the um, Quran, like it's very rhythmic and it's like it's the message, but it's also the way that it's said yeah. that it's just also very like yeah. It is soon. And so if I find like I'm getting anxious or I'm getting stressed out, I kind of just put on my earphone, put it on, and then after a while, I kind of realize like oh. I become calm of it. And then I take it off and then I continue my day. So yeah. I'm not saying religion. Yeah, there's some there's some shitty things people do in religion. But for me, it is my own my own inter- interpretation of it is I treat people how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. I don't use my religion to say, oh, you're a Christian or you're Hindu. That means you're a bad person and God will punish you or something like that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people. I know people do that, but like, that is not me. For for me, a religion is just a way I coexist with my Creator. Yeah. That is that is my religion for me now. See. Yeah, I see. Now Hadiza. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So for me, I feel like I've always been like ever since I was like small. I've always questioned who God was and how like I'm supposed to relate to God because like I mean my I am Muslim like my parents are Muslim both my parents but then I grew up in a major like the majority of people around me were Christians growing up right. So like I would come home and then they would be like, oh, pray God, like Allah, everything. But then when I come out, it's like, oh, God and Jesus. Right. I used to be like, oh, God, I don't know who you are. Essentially, like, can you just show me who you are? That kind of thing. How I'm supposed to pray to you or something like that. And then like I would always have dreams about like who God is or God is like, I am you. I am here. And I'm just like, okay, like. And you didn't tell me what exactly I'm supposed to do. Things like that. But yeah, but essentially, yeah, I've always questioned the religion I was in. Um, so growing up, I, I grew up with my parents took me to religious Islamia, like this Islamic school and stuff like that. And I would go there every Sunday or something like that. But then I also used to go for morning devotion at my, my neighbor's house. Um, mm-hmm. they were Christians and they used to have morning devotion on Saturdays. So I used to go there to pray too. So I kind of, prayed the Christian and Muslim way simultaneously growing up and then in primary school I became a Christian but in secondary school I became a Muslim mm-hmm. what what caused that shift so in primary school I became a Christian because every my friends were Christians and then I didn't understand Islam at the time mm-hmm. so like I was just like okay this is the religion that seemed to make sense to me because 
um, I mean, the religion festival was in English. Yeah. <laughs> Islam growing up was in Arabic, and nobody had ever given me the English translation of what I was reading. So I was like, I don't really get what I'm reading. Um, Christianity makes sense to me because I, I can actually understand what I'm reading. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, this just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. But then in secondary school, like, I finally got hold of, like, the um, translation, translation of, of the, the Quran. Quran. Yeah. So, like, I started reading that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of agree with this because I never just, for me, I never understood. There's some parts of Christianity I didn't really understand. So I was like, okay, I understand with the I understand the basics of Islam anyway. So like I'm like, let me just switch over. So I switched over and became a Muslim, right? In secondary school. Um secondary school I was also in a place where most of people around a lot of people around me were Muslims too. So that might have influenced my change. But then I had always still questioned, even if though I changed, I had always still questioned um, who God was and if I was making the right decision. But at that time, I thought I was making the right decision, right? Um, so throughout secondary school, I had been Muslim. And then coming to Canada, I was still Muslim. I, I feel like I became stronger in Islam even because when I came, uh, that's when I decided I wanted to cover my hair like all the time. When I first came, so first day, second year, I used to cover my hair most, if not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to read the Quran more, the English translation, trying to know God, especially especially because it was around that time when a lot of people were like like kind of like against Islam or like saying Islam's are Islamic people are terrorists or XYZ and I'm like I don't really feel that way. I personally don't think I am a terrorist and I wanted to see so I personally don't think I'm a terrorist. <laughs> and I wanted to see what like other people I wanted to understand why other people felt that way about Islam and why some people even within Islam were reading the Quran to interpret that right. So like I I decided to delve into Islam a lot more, right? <clears throat> so I did that for two, three years and then um over time I also started to question but my I started to question because okay I started to read the Islamic book like the Quran in English right and I started to I started to see things and question the way I had been brought up in Islam growing up so like growing up for example they say things like okay women you have to cover your hair and then cover everything leaving only your hands and face and like sometimes not even feet that kind of thing so I had accepted that as rule and that was it right but then the first thing I saw in the Quran when I started reading was oh okay you're not supposed to actually it doesn't really give rules as specific as people had defined it growing up like the part that was supposed to talk about like women covering their bodies wasn't specific like I was like oh am I reading the same verse that like my imams had told me to read and this is where they got the information from so I started to see that even within the Muslim community I felt like there was a lot of discrepancy and like I felt like a lot of Muslims were relying too much on like Hadith. Hadith and like imams to dictate what the Quran says instead of reading it themselves, right? So I said, I said, okay, now I'm going to try to read the Quran myself to see what it means to me. But then I, I feel like I was getting a lot of pushback online from like people saying, oh, like you're reading this, but like, this is what imams say you should do. This is how it has always been done. So like you can't come around and making new rules. But I'm like, I'm not making new rules. This is what I'm reading, right? Could I be wrong? And what makes you guys right? Even though you guys have been doing it since time, that doesn't make you guys right. I mean, the Quran also talks about like people people in the past also made mistakes and stuff like that. You shouldn't follow people blindly, essentially. So like it's like if you guys expect me to follow you then like am I really practicing Islam maybe this Islam that I'm a part of is not really what I'm supposed to be a part of 
and stuff. So that's kind of like where I'm at now. I'm still, I still believe I'm Muslim, but then there are a lot of questions I have. And like, I feel like they're kind of unanswered because like no one wants to kind of openly talk about it. And I kind of agree with Fawaz too, because even during the times I was religious, essentially, I never felt like I could fit in, like me being a religious black um person of African, like African religious yeah. person. Yeah. I feel like if I'm trying to get into like the Muslim community, a lot of them are Arab, right? Yeah. So it's like I have to kind of be Arab or I have to kind of act like But them. it comes with their tradition. Yeah, it comes with tra- their tradition and yeah. it's not mine. So which is also why I kind of disagreed with some parts of Islam because I felt like some parts of Islam were also tradition mixed in with Islam. Yeah. But then like, I mean, the Arabs don't see or whoever, the Arabs don't see it that way because they it is ingrained like the religion sort of ingrained with their culture is there a black muslim community in Ottawa I've not seen okay yeah but like in Calgary they had a Nigerian muslim community I haven't seen a Nigerian muslim community or black here here. yeah yeah yeah. so like I feel like a lot of it is ingrained with the Arab like it's kind of mixing a little bit so like um yeah essentially Mm. so for me that's for so where I'm at now is I'm kind of just trying to define what Islam is for me and if Islam is for me, like I'm still kind of like in my journey. Yeah, quest for God. I just yeah. don't know the right way to go about it. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It is a journey. Yeah. How about you, Matilda? Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I've heard you guys and I'm just like, oh okay. I actually for some reasons when I was writing this um the the questions, mm-hmm. I I was writing it trying to tailor it for like Kizito and Fawaz. I didn't think we were going to be asking mm-hmm. questions, so I didn't do a lot of reflection because I was like, I mean, I know I fall under like Christianity and everything, but then recently I've been asking myself, do I like because uh, a lot of people say this spirituality thing, but I feel like I feel like <laughs> I don't think I'm spirit like I'm I fall under the spirituality thing because mm-hmm. I don't know I don't. I don't know, Kisto, like, do you think that there is a difference? Like, if you're a Christian, but you don't necessarily believe in organized religion, but, like, you still go to church because, like, how else are you going to get, like, a fellowship of, of you know, other Christians and, like, you know, that's what church is for. But then it's about the systems, like, and the whole bureaucracy in church and all of that. Would you still say, like, you're a Christian, like, if you were there? Yeah, um, I'm trying to understand your question. What do you mean by organized religion? Organized religion in that, okay, say like you go to a church and your church uh-huh. believes that this is the right way of approaching Christianity, for instance. So like uh-huh. to be in the church, you kind of have to believe that because like that's just what that church believes. And you know how there's just so many different, different denominations there is so Uh many different denominations and each denomination kind of believes their own set of things do you get what i mean Uh Uh yeah so what if you you kind of not that you transcend it but you kind of don't really identify with any of them but then you feel like you're still christian then are you spiritual then because a lot of people are throwing around this i'm spiritual but i'm not christian like i'm not religious i'm spiritual but I, i don't think i'm there but like, yeah. Do you get what I mean, Kizito? Yeah, I feel like I feel like I understand what you mean. Wait, you said there are people who say they are Christian, but they're not spiritual. No, no. Okay, okay. let me approach, let me start because um, everyone talked about their journeys and everything. Uh-huh. So maybe I should start from there and then ask the question okay. after. Um, okay. So the thing is, like, I grew up Catholic, right? And like, if uh-huh. anyone knows, like, 
Catholics to some Pentecostal churches mm-hmm. are not Christians. Sorry, <laughs> are not Christians. Like, because mm-hmm. when I was in primary school, for instance, I don't know who brought it up, but I, like, if you're Catholic, you're not Christian, you're worshiping um, Mary or something. Mm-hmm. So someone's mom told them that, and then they came to school, and then they were like, if you're Catholic, you're a pagan, and then everyone started attacking me. I remember, like, it was just, I mean, primary schoolers were there. Childish verse, first of all, but we also have a short attention span. So it was just a small period of time that they were doing that. But I remember, like, that was my first awareness that there's even denominations because I just used to go to church with my parents, like, and that was, that was church to me, like, you know, and I, I was primary school. So I don't feel like I had quite defined, like, my religion. As Kizito said, it's just kind of a thing. Your parents go to church every Sunday. So you go. And my family, because my extended family, them they're very connected. And my dad's sorry, side of the family, they're very Catholic, like super Catholic. So I would go to church every Sunday. It was normal, you know, but I, I hadn't quite identified with it. So then I realized, okay, there's denominations. That was okay. Then I went off to secondary school and I was in boarding school. And um, most of Lagos, because it's dominated by Yoruba people, Yoruba people are generally Pentecostal people. So the, the school was also Pentecostal. So like we'd go to like redeemed churches, we'd pray as redeemed people, but I didn't quite see it different as like what we were doing in church. Sure, like the Catholic people have more like order to like how they worship and everything. It's more of like a structure. But I, I, I felt like we were still praising the same God. And I, I think secondary school is where I started defining my religion very personally, because although we were forced to do stuff, forced to go to devotion, forced to do all of those things, I realized that in secondary school, it's kind of what I wanted. Like, as Kizito said, I that's when I found out that it's actually what I want to do. I want to know God. I want to follow God's word. I used to read my Bible unfailingly and everything. So, yeah, I didn't really see the whole Pentecostal, this thingy thing. But growing up, I, I, I'm now seeing, like, currently, oh, yeah, coming to Canada, I started even in for the first year of me being in Canada. I was still, you know, going to church unfailingly and all of that. But then coming to university, in fact, still first year of university, I still, I was in the same room with them. And so like Dami used to encourage me in my faith. And that was really nice, you know, like, cause she also grew up in a really religious family. So it was really nice, like having someone to talk to, but then I was still shielded from like everything else. Do you get what I mean? So then when I started actually delving into it deeper, you know, joining faith studies, like within the Catholic church, then I started realizing there is actually a strong pronunciation on your denomination in the Catholic church, in Pentecostal churches, because if not just church, like if you go to church on Sunday, you don't see the difference. Now, when you start actually studying the doctrine of this, of these different denominations, you will start to see that they start harping on specific things. So right now I feel like I can go to any church. I can Catholic, any kind of denomination on Sundays, but then it's now when you try to get integrated into the communities that I start disagreeing a lot with like what people are, their specific views. Do you get what I mean? Mm. And I feel like it's sometimes it's almost tradition or like your way of thinking that influences this thing, not necessarily what the Bible exactly is saying. That's to me anyway. So right now I just, I identify as Christian. 
And I, I, I now don't really join much communities because I found that every single time I would join a community, they'll be like, they'll start talking about those specific things that I don't believe in. And then I will feel fake for trying to belong there because I believe in God. I believe in what the Bible says, but then those specific things, I just don't agree. Mm-hmm. So like, I can't stay within the community. Mm-hmm. So it's been really hard finding a community that mm-hmm. I relate with, like, mm-hmm. and I can agree with every single thing that they that believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's been where so then my question now then to kizito is now would then that person be considered as christian i mean i feel like that's the wrong question to be honest but yeah i I mean if 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 i understand i feel like with your 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 main issue is the fact that like we have like so much divisions in the church yeah there's this 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 group of people there's this group of people there's these group of people, you and know, then, you know, those group of people, even though we profess the same faith, we profess that God is God and Jesus. And then everyone is now like, oh, but my own God and Jesus is the right type of God and Jesus. Do you get what I mean? Uh-huh. But it's the same Bible. Like, it's quite yeah. weird. I, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's a, the big the big C church as in the church has the denominational parts and the non-denominational. I feel like with the denominational setters, we have the, like uh, the Pentecostals, the Catholics and all those things. And all those people, like, they have their doctrines, per se, like, what they believe you should do. I'm not, I'm not speaking, uh, this, I'm speaking based on what I know. It might not be necessarily true. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't, 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 mm-hmm. don't call me out this. Um, but then again, I, I get, I get what you mean. Yeah, you're, with your story and everything. I actually get it. But then I feel like it's, that is, that is where the issue, I, personally, I do, I feel like it shouldn't be so, though. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we are all serving like one God. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't see why even in the like in the Christian community, like we have like further divisions, like this people like this, this people like that. But then, hey, it happens that that is the case. So with your case, my my best advice is to find find a place where you feel very comfortable and at ease. Yeah, I guess that's you know, yeah, that's what everyone should you know, be doing. Just find a place that yeah, you're like, comfortable. Yeah, yeah, find find a place where. Even because not all not all plants grow in or every soil. You get what I mean? Yeah. So you need to find the, a place where you, when you, like once you are planted, you actually feel like you are growing. You should feel like once you are there, like there should be there should be there should be changes. Like let's say I for one, my growth started and has been continuing ever since I joined Campus Rush. Mm-hmm. That that has been that has been where like things just started making sense for me. You know, that was when, like, I go to, like, like I started getting personal and developing my own relationship with God. So that 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 environment was an avenue for me to get to that place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you just find where God has called you to. That's you know, true. we all can't be in one church, you know. And I feel like with every church and every leader, God has given them a specific grace. You know, and just like plants need different nutrients. Everybody needs something different for them to fulfill destiny. What you might need to be a mechanical engineer might not necessarily what a chemical engineer would need. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of what I feel about like different religions. To be very honest, I that's the that's kind of now my view then because like there's so many religions, not just within Christianity and everything, but then you know how like for instance, Hadiza, you were saying that you were you know figuring out like when you were younger, you had like the Christianity thing and then the Islam thing. Mm-hmm. But Islam, although you had both, 
you were looking at both and you had like a, an objective view for of both sort of yeah yeah kind of sort of yeah even though yeah your family was so maybe you were more likely to go likely to go that way but it was just what vibed with you or yeah. like what resonated with you yeah. basically yeah so i mean yeah you're right all right kizito has to go thank you so much thank you so much for coming all right bye kizito thank you so much hadiza love you guys so although Kizito had to leave, we're going to continue with the episode. Yeah. Um, I'll try to fill in on the Christian point of view. Um, although, as you can see, I'm also still shaky, but I'll try. I'll try. Uh-huh. All right. So do you guys ever, do you guys feel that um, your religion has changed since you came to Canada or since you left Nigeria, basically? Like, what do you mean by changed? Ch- changed just in any way, really. Like, have you seen a difference since you came here? Yeah. In, Sorry, in terms of the way it's practiced by everyone or by us? No, no. I mean, because this is a personal view. Okay, okay. So on a, your religion, not religion, your, yeah, your religion from a personal point of view, your religion, your relationship, I guess, mm-hmm. with the religion has changed. I would say my relationship with the religion before I used to keep it at uh, 90%. 90 to 100 percent commitment yeah but now i would say it's at a 50 to 60 percent wait quick question did you graduate um did you do your one year what was it called i never did that did what did, like you memorize the cry from front to back you didn't no 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 i didn't do it even though like your friends like were super super we were super strict on my other siblings for me i went to boarding school so i escaped oh what's the things every muslim does wally yeah like everyone <laughs> like knows how to so it's not everyone <laughs> oh, okay 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 so the super strict Really? <laughs> He's like my friends are super strict, but no, not like super, super strict. strict. But you did, Hadiza. I memorized only one chapter. Wow. Okay. I have still memorized in my head. You still have that memorized. How many chapters? I would say let's say ten. Damn. That's good. Hadiza only knows one. Shame on you. Actually, it's actually good because sometimes I actually use the meditate as well. Yeah. Do you think it's because your parents aren't here, like to like hammer it on you, or like what made you not as what what word did you use on fifty percent instead of ninety? Yeah, what I would say the reason why I didn't memorize it all the chapters was because all the stuff was going on in my life and in the life of my parents. Yeah, it just kind of took a back to my my parents actually. They actually I remember once they got a, a a teacher to teach me how to read the Quranic symbols, like, at some point in time, I could actually read, like, the Quranic symbols, or, like, there's no point in reading So, something. Arab? Yeah. Okay. Arabic. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. I could pick up, I could pick up, the, I could pick up the Quran and read any page at, at some point. Yeah. But the funny part was, like, I don't really understand shit, man. Yeah. Like, I was reading something I didn't understand. Yeah. And that was kind of, it was kind of like a disconnect, because... It's like, imagine reading a, a novel in a French, French. Like French. Yeah. You don't speak French, but you know how to like... You know how to read that novel. Yeah, but you don't understand what is, what oh. is happening. So you have to memorize it, love it. You have to memorize <laughs> yes, it. So I love it's it. not going to be fully... You're not going to have that full commitment to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess... But people have. Like, it's not that it's not adapted because like people... You are Hausa, right, Fawaz? No. You're, where are you? I'm Yoruba. No. What? Uh? Huh? No. Wait, you're no. Huh? I'm not joking. I, I can speak. 
okay, no, for me, it's fine if I didn't know because. What do you mean it's fine if you didn't know? You've known him longer. Shit! I'm Okay, for, uh, for, I don't know how to pronounce it. He understood. Do you understand Yoruba? No. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Huh? Okay, I'd never have guessed that. She Y'all would never have guessed that. Get to the umpty degree. You have a northern accent. Yeah, because I'm still in Abuja. But oh my shit! Like okay, I've known you for in the north. In the north, okay, okay. I can speak Hausa, so I guess. Okay, you can speak Hausa. You can't speak Yoruba. Yeah. Yeah, but like what? My point actually was the fact that it has been adapted in the north. Like people have, although like Arabic is the language of the people. People. That are Arab, right? So it might make sense to them, but it, the people, Hausa people, have been able to adapt the religion, and it has, it has been sustained for this amount of years. Because it became. So then, what? Yeah, what? Is, it's more of. Um, it's more of a way of life for them. Yeah. A way of life. So you find a way. Um. Okay. So growing up, right? Mm-hmm. You find a way when things don't make sense to people. People find ways to make it make sense to move okay. forward in life. So for me, growing up, right, I'd never understood the Quran. But like they hammered onto me why it was important to memorize it and just read it, right? And then you would obviously question like, why am I reading this thing? I don't understand. But you would even be afraid to question because they've already told you that God wants you to read and God wants you would not be happy if you don't read and memorize. And because like you you believe in God, mm-hmm. you you believe in God, so whatever they're saying has to be right. Mm-hmm. So it's like it doesn't matter why I don't. It doesn't make sense to me or not. I just have to read it because God wants me to read it. That's a lot of like. So, that's a lot. That's not just Islam. I yeah. think it's also like it's religion in yeah. general. There's, that's why I'm saying that like right now I'm starting to question some certain practices mm-hmm. that I just feel like yes, when I was younger I obviously did it because I was taught and everything, but. Mm-hmm. But now I'm asking why, and then no one has an answer for me. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, but because people don't question those parts. You put some things like there's some things about Islam I couldn't put behind me. Like for example, I mean, what I was taught about Islam. Like for example, even then, like when they would say things like you can't draw me, I love drawing. Yeah. Growing up, so like they would be like you can't draw human beings. I'm like. <laughs> I beg, <laughs> I keep drawing, uh, or like they would be like, um, your Christian friends, uh, you should try and tell your Christian friends to become Muslim or else, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, I don't oh, really, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, as you know, like if you want salvation for your Christian friends or people who are not Muslim. Don't worry, they told us on the Christian and side then, too. And then I'm like, um, like I <laughs> don't think it's my funny. what? Because I have like some Christian. Christian friends tried to convert me before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's so funny because everyone's trying to like convert everyone. At every turn, (laughs) there's no year, nobody, there's as almost every year, one Christian person tells me, Hadiza, I see you being a Christian. I see you. As in, like, your name is, has anybody ever told you your your name is supposed to be Esther? Or they'll be like, somebody who was just like you. She married a pastor, and guess what? She's a Christian now. (laughs) Yeah, because I see your future in the church. I see you being a pastor. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's flattering. That it's I'm going to call you Esther from now on. Right? <laughs> like, you know Esther is the, the, um, the Bible version of Hadiza. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think that, I, especially in Nigeria, maybe it's in an African thing, because I find it so weird that we are so... We want to 
do the whole convert thing so badly. But it's not even, the origins of those religions aren't even from there. Because like coming here in the church that I go to, we basically pray for people of other religions. In Nigeria, that's not the case. Like as far as, I think they are people in the West actually really, really believe that everyone is where they should be. They just coexist, you know, like they, they respect everyone's point of view. Do you get what I mean? So I, I, that's that's another thing. Um, coming here, I just saw so many more factors because in Nigeria, everyone is basically either Christian or Muslim. Take the few people that are pagan worshippers, but those are people in the village. You never really come across them day to day, right? Mm-hmm. African magic, sure. Um, but then, but then here, there's just so much more. There's not just the monoistic, um, monoistic, monotheist. Monotheist religion, right? Um, <laughs> well, that word, bro. Um, I've only ever read it. I've never actually heard it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, there's Hinduism, there's, um, Buddhism, there's people that only, that are atheists. It's much more vocal here. Mm-hmm. And then you see those people and you see their way of life. There's, you grow older, so you're able to see the more complex parts mm-hmm. of life. When you were younger, it was easier for people to just tell you things and then you'd be like, okay, sure. But then... I feel like with that, though, don't you start to wonder, like, for me, sometimes I wonder if, like, because, I mean, religion, I feel like most religions are founded on the idea that they are right and everyone else is wrong. So if everyone is saying they are right and everyone else is wrong, then who's really right? Is there such a thing as god is there such thing as heaven and hell through really like god please forgive me what is this a fact that these are things i think about like is there such a thing as punishment for those who don't fall under your religion because i mean if everyone's religion is saying everyone everyone's religion is saying that they are the ones that are correct and everybody else is wrong then like Who's really wrong? And can you be faulted for thinking and can I be that yours is right? for thinking and then is there even such a thing at the end even because like everyone is saying they're right and you don't know which one? Yeah. Because that question. Yeah. Because I'm like sometimes I'm like, oh why, why, why did God make it so hard for people to even pick a religion in the first place? I mean if if God But in Nigeria to, it's it's not hard that it's not that hard I to mean, pick it. For me it was because in the beginning I had For always, most people more okay, like, for most people because like okay, if you had stayed in Nigeria for instance mm-hmm. and you had gone to a Nigerian university, people are still either Christian or Muslim. Muslim. They would basically almost force you to choose a side, pick yeah. a side. Like do you get what I mean? So yeah. I feel like everyone goes through that system and basically has to basically pick a side i mean nowadays you're starting to see more of there's um a nigerian atheist um association Mm -hmm. apparently people are starting to you know be like you know i don't understand why do i have to pick a side that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but like it's so much easier like much straightforward in nigeria like Mm -hmm. here you start to see other people's points like do you get what i mean yeah so it's it's yeah it is hard but those are questions that i don't think that we are ever going to be able to answer Mark, what do you think about that you question? said you really called you farouk i said farouk <laughs> 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 fans like i really suffered in this <laughs> no, i just zoned out <laughs> what do you wow. think about it about um about the idea that like there might actually be no Right, no because right because every religion says they're right. So like, how do you know your religion is more right than everyone else? Honestly, I've I've thought about that. I've actually just accepted my fate. If I was in the wrong religion from the start, 
I no, think everyone no, has no. to choose to do that no, at some point. Yeah. I, I I, but then I don't think uh, then people that I'm are... Like if, the, if the creator is that cruel to punish you, you for... What can okay, you do, man? What can I do? Yeah. I just, I just take that punishment at the end. <laughs> take the punishment? <laughs> you will take it to the beginning. <laughs> this is meditation. They call, it, they call it how to let go. I was actually... It's on YouTube. like a meditation video. Mm-hmm. And then every morning, like... Last day, I used to play it before I go to work. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of adopted the mindset, the mindset of letting shit go. Letting go of stuff. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's true, but I, I, I really... I, I I wish I could also be like people that... Like even Kizito, for instance. I believe that his Christianity has reached a point where he doesn't even have these questions, mm-hmm. for instance. I guess I'm trying to speak on his part now. I mean, he can correct me. Kizito, if you're listening to this later after I've edited, please correct me if you see me in the hall. But I feel like his religion has um, reached a point where he doesn't have these questions. Do you get what I mean? And I feel like a lot of like very, very, very religious people have reached that point where they don't even have those questions. But I don't know how to reach that point. Where... I think I think for okay for I can give an example of a friend I know right. Mm-hmm. So he when I first met him he used to question a lot about like question religion religion religions every time every time. <laughs> I know who you're talking yeah, about yeah. But then now he like follows on religion and I asked him I asked him one day like I was like oh that's interesting he used to question this so much and he was like he questioned so much that he felt like it was pointless at some point because he wasn't going to come up with an answer. He was just going to come up with a theory that proves his answer, but that proves something else, but then more questions are going to come up. So he just decided that I'm just going to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, and I'm going to accept, kind of convince myself that this is it and I'm not going to question anymore and just move. So are questions good? Um, Questions are good if they are answers. Do you think questions are good when it comes Mm, to... Yeah, we're human, right? We have to ask questions. But then the, what I was saying is like some people have come to a point where they basically don't have questions. Do you think they got there by asking questions? To me, the people who are at that point in their life have just been like, I guess they have been like that the whole time in the sense that no one has ever like shaped their belief system. Nothing. You feel like nothing has ever happened to them to really shake their religion. To really shake their religion. Oh. But there are some people who have gone through some shit and they've asked, they've like, they've tried to go through religion to like help them uh, come out. But after a while, they just realized like, you know what? I was told, oh, if I if I was going through a problem, that as long as I go to God and I wait and be patient or somewhere like that's so good things are gonna come to me. But after a while, people just kind of realize, oh, good things don't come to like people who kind of wait. I don't know. Not necessarily. Not yeah. necessarily wait. Like, you can't be praying to God every day to God to make you rich. Right? That's not going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess those people kind of like shy away from God because like, they, they through so much in their minds. Like, oh, if there was a creator, why would he make me go through all this? Mm-hmm. All this stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like. But it's also so crazy because then there's also people that go through that and their outcome is that that, that there's yeah, because a creator. That is, that is how they survive. That that that's why I said religion isn't necessarily bad. Like what I said. I don't think religion is bad at all. Yeah. When I feel like maybe I'm going, I'm going astray, or I'm going, um, I'll actually go back to religion to kind of like find my find my center. So them to them that was their center. That was the only thing that was keeping them keeping them together. I know of one of my aunt was telling me a story about one girl back in Nigeria. She committed suicide in university. 
Mm-hmm. And then she was telling me, I asked her, she was, I, I told her, like, oh, maybe she was going through some stuff, like, you don't know, people are actually going through depression and all that stuff. And then she told me, like, yeah, she knows that when she herself was going through a huge depression, her husband died, and blah, blah, things weren't going well. Like, it was actually religion that actually stopped her from thinking all those negative thoughts. Like, she would think those negative thoughts in terms of, like, oh, I should just kill myself or whatever, and this, but then it was religion that kind of, like, kind of like saved her from the mm-hmm. edge in terms of like for example religion is like oh if you kill yourself you're going to hell straightforward <laughs> i mean if you if you think that way, like why would i want to kill myself and yeah go to hell right so i feel sometimes so it keeps you in check basically it kind of like keeps you in check as a as a human being as a person but i don't know if you've noticed like in the west where most people are not really religious once they just go through like some life life changing like traumatic events, some people just like you know what fuck it I'm coming to suicide. I mean it happens in Nigeria still. Like even with religious people, some people. Yeah. I mean yeah, you have more to check you, but like suicide is still not something suicide, that yeah. does not happen in Nigeria. I mean it does happen it does. still. I feel like it's underreported in Nigeria. It's just under. I think it is. I mean people think that people that commit suicide are is weakness like. And that's a that's a whole different conversation. I know, like, that's yeah, what, like, as a general listener, like, even yeah. when you speak, like I don't know, have you read uh, Dante's Inferno? No. no. Say that again. Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno. The poem. No. Is, like, okay, it's a poem. It basically talks about the seven circles of hell and all that stuff. And then there's like a there's a way of hell for people who commit suicide by taking what was not given to them, like life. Taking, yeah, taking their life. Basically. It's part of like one of the circles of our people who have taken the most precious thing, the most precious thing given to them. And I mean, that we want to say, oh, that's already a punishment, right? Like you kill yourself. In <laughs> I mean, but it's like you were punished. You seem to be. You felt like you were punished in life, and then yeah, you don't get punished after. Then. Crazy. I mean, but let's talk about, I guess, like the um, like the things that you feel like have benefited you. The good parts of the your good parts of religion, I would say, it actually kept me in check from like, falling into all this uh, social vices like drinking and all that stuff, like mm. that can become like an addiction or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I feel most of that stuff actually messes messes up people in the long term. I'm not saying like if you drink, you're a bad person, but I'm, so what I'm saying is, if I didn't have religion to kind of like say, oh, drinking is bad and all that stuff, I almost always be drinking, like, because yeah. society is like in society today is like. It's normal to like drink, yeah, smoke and all that stuff. Like, if I didn't have that keeping me keeping in check, I would have seen, I would have like most of been doing all that stuff like a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. How about you, Hadiza? I mean, to be honest, I agree with Fawaz. I feel like it's the same. I, I really thought you said Farouk. <laughs> same. <thing. laughs> okay, go ahead. I agree with Fawaz. Like, I feel like like religion in the beginning kept me like. Um, prevented me from falling into like social vices, and I I felt like I could strongly define myself from like the rest of the people around me, especially in first and second year, where people would be like, because I mean I'm Muslim covering my hair, but like a lot of I used to hang around like a lot of Nigerians who are non-Muslim, mm-hmm. and a lot of people would be like, oh why are you covering your hair, or like what's the big deal in covering your hair, and like I always felt like. I always felt this pressure, like, around me to, like, I always felt like people felt like, oh, why is she doing this and not that? And then I, I felt like following my religion at that time allowed me to have strong opinions in the face of, like, other people kind of, like, being like, oh, you should be like everyone else or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's what, and I, I felt like religion also helped me during, like, I guess whenever I felt, like, sad, I could just pray and then, like, I feel like, okay, I mean, I don't really know if things are going to be okay, but like I 
prayed and I feel yeah. good after that. Yo, there, I feel like there's, um, looking from the outside, there's so much like negatives to like organized religion. Mm-hmm. People look at it, they think that, oh, Islam is like terrorism or, and Christianity is, um, because I don't even know what it is. But then when you're on the inside, like when you actually have that relationship, mm-hmm. I feel, and that when you're on the inside, I feel like you know that it's, it, it really keeps you grounded. Like mm-hmm. it really, like there's so much times that I'm like, I don't even know who I am, mm-hmm. like as a person, but I always know that no matter how much I can define myself, I can always define myself from something. Mm-hmm. Do you get? So it gives me a center, as Fawaz said. It gives me um a purpose. Purpose. purpose yeah. Purpose. <laughs> it gives me a purpose. Um, because honestly, life I to me anyways, otherwise is like pointless. Like yeah, what are we doing me. then? Like so you I don't know how to believe that we're just here and then we just die. Yeah. Like there has to be a purpose. There has to even when things go bad, there has to still be a purpose. Like sometimes I I really at this point don't believe that god is gives like all good things and like if you i don't know anyways even when things are going bad i just always know that i feel like god is still in control and so it helps me get through that bad time as you said um anyways like there's so much more i wanted us to discuss but because again time let's just jump into the advice for the week and I'm going to let Fawaz go because you are a guest. So we're doing this thing this season okay. where um, you just talk about what you learned from this week. Just one thing that you feel like you learned from this week. Like in general, not like from the episode, just generally. Something life week. has taught you this week. I think uh, one thing I've learned is to always have, uh, to try as, try as much as you can have a positive mindset. Why? Like, what made you think that? Because the the more negative mindset, like once you come out come into a situation with a negative mindset, right, it kind of uh, feeds into the outcome of, for example, your interaction with people and um, how you behave. Or if you come in, if you come in with positivity, it kind of um, the outcome might the outcome might be more favorable to you. Mm-hmm. Like that that is one thing I've uh, tried to bring into my life now. Also, I actually cut out people that waste your time, like. That was my lesson from the week. I, I actually, oh I actually shit! Started doing this, right? You can say save. I'm, I'm going to save, but I'm going, I'm going to dig into it. Sorry. Go yeah. On. So I just, I realized. Cut it. If your life is short, you don't know when you're gonna die or something like that. If someone is wasting your die. time, it's a girl, it's a guy, whatever, whoever, <laughs> cut them off. Seriously, they're not, they're, they're not, they're they not don't value you as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is why they're wasting your time. So just cut them off. True. How about you, Hadiza? Don't drink monster, guys. <laughs> don't drink energy drinks in general. Like, don't do it excessively. Unless monster wants to sponsor this podcast, then I'll tell you guys to drink it. We need sponsors. Yo, like I that 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 drink that that energy drink I drank yesterday really gave me a bad tummy ache and like I mean I need to stay awake but like my health is more important so be healthy guys it's really important especially now that we're getting older to think about what you're putting into your system and stuff and think about how it's going to affect you because we're no longer like five yeah yeah where we can eat anything almost immortal basically yeah (laughs) now it's like your system will really give you a slap in the face yeah yeah I'm not even that old yet. Yeah, but like I—that's what I told you. Like yeah. we start seeing these things. Like when I was seeing it, you guys were laughing at me. 
Like your body does not react the same way to things as when you were smaller. Mm. Then you could eat like candy like infinitely and like maybe you have a stomach ache, but like you almost die. Mm. Like I almost died yesterday. <laughs> to me anyways. Uh yeah, so my lesson from the week was um as Fawaz said, cut it. Cut them. <laughs> Like anyone that's just not even necessarily wasting your time. Just people, it is a waste of time. But like anyone that isn't good for you, just cut them out. And taking it further, I learned that it's one of the hardest things to actually do. Because like when you... um an energy. You want that energy back. You want the energy back. Like because people always think like when there's negativity, it's just negativity. No, the person might actually be a really good person. Like in themselves, they might be a good person, but they're causing a really toxic thing in your life. So it's really hard to let go, especially if like you're really used to the person. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard. Yeah, I feel like what's crazy is that I feel like our human mind is very like fickle. It like is. because I mean because people are not necessarily always bad or good. Mm-hmm. People usually have it's com- relative. It's it's a combination of the traits and it depends on how you see them too. Mm-hmm. So like it's just like you might want to cut them off, but you're like oh but you do X Y Z for me and then this has been going on for or like we've been friends or like we've known each other or like da 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 yeah yeah. Or also, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to find someone that will be like this connection with me. But, you know, the summary of it cuts it. You know, in a year, in a month, you'll be fine. Last, last. It may take longer, realistically. Hey, a year? (laughs) Sorry. No. I think a year, you'd probably have bittersweet memories, but then it would be just that. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a physical pain that actually comes with, like, cutting your Yeah, there is. So, yeah. your chest. And you feel my chest. (laughs) Anyways, you feel it, but, yeah, let go. But that's, that's our stuff for the week. But, yeah, we'll see you guys next week, eh? Bye. Bye. Peace, guys.